0: Welcome to Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries, helping you attain, maintain, and regain momentum for life. Let's join the conversation with author and pastor Scott Wade, president of Momentum Ministries.
1: Good morning, and thank you, Amy. Appreciate that introduction, and thank you all for being a part of today's casual conversation. We have on with us today the uh, director of Southside Community Center in Peoria, Illinois, Reverend Irene Wimbley. Why don't you tell us a little bit about about yourself, Irene?
2: Yeah, <laughs> I am just a kid that grew up in a country town. It was me and my family, my three brothers, Danny, Tommy, and Lamar. I am the oldest, so I am a council consummate oldest child, the mother hen of all, and the boss of everybody. I'm the only daughter, so it's good to be queen. So those (laughs) parts of my personality are always there. (laughs) But I am a single mom. I have two beautiful daughters, but I grew up in a town that was um, interesting growing up. School was like torture. Uh, Every time we left the house, we really never knew who we could trust, who were our allies, because we were different. We were a biracial family. On a predominantly white side of town. And that really did form a lot of my personality in growing up. It was us against the world. The Lord has taken me on this journey, uh, growing up around the corner and across the street from the Nazarene church. And I am now convinced they will know me as a Nazarene. What was that
1: little town that you grew up in?
2: Sterling, Illinois. Around the in. corner, across the street, you could always see this castle from our back porch. Uh, <laughs> it was the Nazarene Church, and it literally does look like a castle. But yes, we're in it like does. the high ground, right by the river, and the cemetery yeah. and the Indian burial grounds are all there. So we were also river rats. Me and my brothers, we stayed down at the river. And uh, yeah, the <laughs> so Rock Rock just,
1: River, isn't it?
2: Yep, yep. Yeah, flows was... right through Sterling and Rock Falls.
1: Yeah, I should it's probably so... say that I was your pastor. Yes Many you were ago. when That's... I
2: first came back to the Lord. Amen. You received me coming out of the wilderness. Do you know
1: that um it was your former husband who uh yes, who caused me to uh to begin the work of writing the books that I've written. He didn't know it and I didn't really? know it at the time, but he asked me for chapters to read. And okay. I made a list of 30 chapters in the Bible for him to read. And then from that list when I went to my next church, I sent that I sent a chapter a day to young families in the church and said, read this with me. And I started writing devotions with it yeah. and over an eight year period came the climb series yeah. of devotional yeah. books. So that all traces back to my time in Sterling. Isn't oh, that crazy? The connections and, and look at us a, here. So I read story. the Nazarene, I read <laughs> yes. the Nazarene moved from sterling illinois and tell us that story about going to uh, a little bit about southside community center and how you ended up there
2: oh my goodness well i received a call to ministry i thought i was supposed to be a missionary at say age of 12 and by the time i was 16 i could not stay in the church of course but my father's as for me and my house we will serve the lord yes. so until i went off to college i was in the wilderness for 10 years i've learned a lot i believe i was a christian i was probably going to heaven however i was not in the will of god and i was in the wilderness he brought me back that's when i came home uh eight months pregnant married to an addict who was abusing me and we were homeless again i've we been homeless three times lost everything we owned, five. Um, it was ridiculous. I was in a hotel and they told me you're eight months pregnant. You haven't had any prenatal care. i had been pregnant five months before I even found out. And my parents came for my wedding shower or my baby shower and they moved us home that night. And so mm-hmm. I went back to my bedroom and I did not want to be there. <laughs> but the Lord helped me see that you would grow where you're planted. I ended up, I was told I couldn't have kids. So Lyric was a miracle. How in the world would I know uh, that Trinity was right on her heels? Uh, They're 10 and a half months apart. The Lord just put pulled me into ministry. I was getting back into worship arts and working with kids and started teaching a, or going to a Bible study um, Sunday school class that Miss Lana was teaching. And when you guys left, she left me. With that Bible study or that Sunday school class, and I couldn't couldn't get out of it anymore. He was calling me back into ministry. We had midnight basketball because I wanted to reach my brother Lamar because there's the one thing that he loves more than hanging out at the bar is the basketball. And so I opened the gym at 10 about 1130. We do a midnight message, take a break, and then they pick up basketball right after that. And at one o'clock, I'm turning the lights off on you guys. And I have successfully kept them out of the bar one night a week. So <laughs> and, yeah. and that was the, the the theory behind that. But out of that ministry um, came the mom's ministry, the groupies, the ladies that um, would come watch the guys. They would um come and i turned that into a ministry then we had the for their kids we started ministry and then the girls i had to separate from the boys because they were entirely too sexualized i'm like that's it so and then so i'm in ministry and finally someone said, maybe you should get your license <laughs> so i'd already been doing ministry they gave me my local license and um i started the journey uh took a long time i really did Told you before, I just man, I can't stand this. I don't want to be here. This person's hurt me. There's history hurt. Why are you making me do this, God? Uh, Long, long boot marks dragging me into ordination. But and that time, I graduated from Nazarene Bible College because I was so hungry for more of the Word, Amen. Understand context and rereading Scripture. I'm like, that's not how that was preached to me. And so it was a lot of (laughs) trying to fact find and um uh. I don't know, the fact checking features and ministries, ministers that I've heard and uh, feeling like I needed to know more. And that's why I even went to Nazarene Bible college and single mom at this point, because the uh, girls is dead. I went after Trinity was born. I'm like, look, you go to rehab or you can't live here. Like I didn't grow up like this. And these girls certainly are not. And as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And he chose to leave. And um long, Story with a divorce, but it was ridiculous. But he is the best education I ever had. I have to give it to Daryl. It was most expensive as well because it almost cost me my identity. And so my ministry really is to minister to women um, and their children. And I'd love to be able to minister to men, but I'm not a man. So I'm always praying for 100 men. Lord, I need 100 men because all these kids have dads. Yeah. And – um I can be mad at them or I can pray for God to heal them because I wanted my girls to have a family like I grew up in, but it didn't turn out that way. And I thought God would heal my family, but he's a gentleman and people have free will. And so we really take all my trauma and attachment, uh, social work training and put it into ministry and created a toolkit called the Evergreen Project. And so I train folks and equip them to understand trauma, poverty, and racial reconciliation. God's design for biblical reconciliation so that we can do this uh, multi-ethnic urban ministry um, because it really is about beloved community. He wants us all there and all there together, worshiping at his feet. We'll all bow down and cast our crowns. And Paul is my hero. And so most of our ministry is taken directly um, out of doing what Paul did and reaching folks who are different uh, than us and having those hard conversations, but raising up from it healed. And so Nehemiah is our guide. He teaches us to lament about the brokenness he sees in the world and confess to repent and when we turn around, we lock arm in arm and we clean up the mess and restore the community. So we're now called to Peoria because of Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. We're right on the Illinois River. So I'm still a river rat. And there's this bridge that I drive over back and forth. And that's the image for, in my mind, for the ministry that God is doing, the reconciliation work that he is doing. Because Pekin is known um, for racism. They just are Uh, the um, history you can look up, but there's also an anomaly, something, if there's the presence of evil, then you better look for some good. I tell you, there is some good there. The church and the, um, it's the home of Edward Dirksen, who was the champion behind the Civil Rights Act and worked with Martin Luther King. He lives there. grew up there, that's where he served, and that's who he represented in Congress. That's also the home of many, now it's turning out to be many homes uh, that were stations on the Underground Railroad. And their history of abolition and reconciliation and just loving people, even though they're different than them, is also the story of Pekin. And that brand of love has come across the river to the second poorest zip code in the state of Illinois. And we're in the top ten for a whole lot of bad things, but the Holy Spirit is here and he is doing his transformative work. And we talk about gospel saturation and uh, flooding the streets and and overflowing the rivers to flood the streets and every tributary and aquifer, just saturating this community with the gospel and the unity in the body of Christ that is coming together since we started this work (laughs) almost Five years ago, um, God has been a blessing. I'm the missionary to Pekin First Church of the Nazarene. I'm Pekin First Church of the Nazarene's missionary to the south side of Peoria. He gave me a closed church that was called the El Bethel Church of the Nazarene. And you better know it is the house of God. And he resides and dwells there. There seems to be an open heaven, opening the heaven there, because he has blessed us with this little tiny building. With Well, one summer we had 100 kids show up for kids camp is not built for that. So we have had to whittle it down to just 30 and we call it Leadership Academy now. We take those kids and um, develop them as leaders. It doesn't matter their age and they connect, grow and serve um, each week and they know their values, um, their vision for their life, their attitude about life, their leadership skills, understanding relationships, education, excellence and service. And we do those uh, themes each week. and those kids are now going to be exposed. We just got a grant to start Freestyle Studios to help them learn the arts and bring in the performing arts to the South Side, um, where kids don't get those enrichment opportunities. But for us to get to the parents, I had to love on the kids well, and because really my heart is to come alongside the moms and dads. And if we can, if there's the parents are okay, the kids will be okay. And so we want to come alongside them and equip them with the life skills, and uh, healing from trauma and um, their past and extreme poverty. Offering off ramps off the cycles and isms that are they're trapped on, we're offering off ramps, and we're now a Nazarene Compassionate Ministry Center. Uh, so we are very proud of the work that we've done um, since we opened in 2019. Uh, God has been good even through COVID. We were a feeding site for the schools and we still did dinner church, even though we had to deliver door to door and create routes to get volunteers and send them to homes and give them cleaning supplies and diapers and the things they couldn't go out into the community to get through COVID. God has just been an amazing (laughs) provider because we have no employee. Well, I have my first employee who is a leader from our mom's group. who's come up. Um, She is, um, was caught in a drive-by in 2019, gave her heart to the Lord. She came to our, um, she found out she was pregnant. She came to one of our mom's morning out in the collaboration with Methodist School Nursing Outreach Program. And the Pregnancy Resource Center happened to have their mobile unit scheduled to be at that event. She had scheduled um, abortion on Thursday. She came to mom's group on Tuesday and chose life. Nyland's now two years old and now she's my first employee and um Good. we are run by volunteers that's the crazy part that god has sent us all the people the human resources and we are demonstrating the might that is in the margins in our ability to when we're equipped and empowered we can nobody can love us like us we can do mighty things with very Amen. very little god makes much so we're living proof of testimony great
1: well i want to cover a couple things that uh, you brought up but let's take a uh a quick break and uh, when we come back we'll, we'll finish up.
0: Hi, this is Amy. We at Momentum Ministries recognize that we live in changing times, but God calls us to engage this culture just as he has called his church to engage every other culture in the course of history. You may feel that there's little appetite for the word of God and the truth of Jesus Christ, but we want to remind you what Jesus said in John chapter 4. I tell you, Lift up your eyes and see that the fields are white for harvest. Already the one who reaps is receiving wages and gathering fruit for eternal life, so that the sower and reaper may rejoice together. Even in that generation, which rejected and crucified Jesus, he said the fields were ripe unto harvest. There are many in our generation who are ready to receive eternal life. Pray for them, and remember that each new setting in your life is a new calling, a new opportunity to demonstrate God's love.
1: Well, we're back with uh, Irene Wembley with uh, Southside Community Center from Peoria, Illinois. Irene the Nazarene, missionary <laughs> yes. from Peak and First Church of the Nazarene. I'd like for you, if you don't mind, Irene, to to, uh, to share with us uh, maybe a little bit about Dinner Church. That was fascinating to me when I read about that on your website.
2: Well, I'm super excited because it occurred to me at prayer, uh, we prayed by the river, Um and uh, this morning at 6 a.m. occurred to me that it was our anniversary. Um, five years ago on Memorial Day weekend, we went canvassing for dinner church. It was the weirdest thing we had been preparing. And then a friend of mine, a pastor um, with Youth for Christ, had brought his friend who was a pastor. And there's a book about I don't know, something about fresh expressions. I don't know anything about that, but he brought me a book about dinner church. Like, who knew there was a book? I should have wrote a book. That was my money. But anyway, (laughs) uh, (laughs) they ended up helping us go canvas and invite folks on that Memorial Day weekend, and um, it was so hot. Oh, my goodness. I just remember it was the most miserable day, but we were determined, and we invited people to come to the church for dinner, and we're going to do a message, and I was trained to tell the story when I was doing organic church plant training and DCPI training. So, I trained some folks to do, tell the story and that's what we are going to use for a model so we cooked up some pasta, we invited everybody and nobody came <laughs> <laughs> so we're sitting with all this food and i are like, what are we going to do with it? Well, let's take it over to Harrison Homes we'd already been building relationships there we got a folding table, took it with us set it out there and tried to get people to eat it and they're like, what is this lady doing? <laughs> and i like, whatever and my team is, are trying to get folks in, but they got them with the cookies the chocolate chip cookie is a staple of dinner church. Uh, but we went over and shared. I got one of our friends, Damaris, to taste it. And then everybody helped us finish it up. And that was the beginning. So we tried it again the next week. We, um, But two people came because we canvassed again. But two people came. And then we did it, had done it outside. We caught a couple more folks. So we served them. I stayed with them. And the team took the food, the rest of the food, to the Harrison Homes, which is our pu- um, public housing And we went back over to Harrison Homes, and we were doing it both for a couple weeks. And then we were like, okay, now we've got critical mass. We've got to split up. So we moved, uh, stayed on Tuesday at the building, and then moved Thursdays. uh, We'd take a meal to the public housing, serve it outside on their old splash pad by the jungle gym. We have music. Um, I pray for people. we tell the story. I do tell the story. And folks sit around and listen, and the kids are all there, and then we wrap it up with prayer and we are the acts one church the fellowship teaching of the disciples we are getting into the word of god um, in a unique way and but we're praying for one another and we're breaking bread and there's so many stories you would be shocked how many stories are around food even jesus ascension they were sitting around eating and then he said, <laughs> <laughs> "Like I never notice how many things in the bun." Being being about. with
1: Jesus and eating.
2: <laughs> yes, push two of my buttons. Breakfast there. on the beach, <laughs> right? My favorite. <laughs> um, dinner church teams are volunteers from Pekin, so older white folk. Down here in the hood with some young moms and God is doing amazing things. And this model is reproducible. And we've got a couple of folks ready to uh, churches who are wanting to be trained to do it at their. Our vision is to have a network, a stronghold network of places that folks can run to to get free from the strongholds, a stronghold they can run to to get free from the strongholds in their life. And God is doing it and moving us uh, exponentially, we are um, in big trouble if everybody shows up at the same time that's all I have to say I do not have enough chairs in the center Mm -hmm. and we're a very small building, but um, he is faithful to provide us with food and the volunteers, and it's so simple. Uh, and so profound. We've been doing tent revivals during Juneteenth, is our um, launch in our tent. I was finally able to purchase a 20 by 20, and I have some friends with Big Bertha, uh, Big Tub. We have done 19 baptisms outside into that tent uh, through our tent revivals in the hood. We're having a good time sharing the gospel. We have our praise team and different pastors that we partner with. It's so good to be a compassionate ministry center because we get to sidestep a lot of territorialism and just be Switzerland. We are we're just the church. <laughs> so um, lots That's of we great. have eleven churches that help us and partner with us um, in the South side, but also the surrounding suburbs like Pekin, who, supports behind the scenes, their name isn't on Southside, but we are their baby and um, their good mama and Dr. Uh, Lloyd Brock, our lead pastor, now our DS, so we are mammal church planters, not reptile church planters. Not putting the seeds or the the eggs in the sand, patting them like a turtle would, and hope you make it. Um, no, we're going to nurture her, and we have created a model that I believe is reproducible, um, reconciliation model, for uh, suburban churches that have resources to come alongside and work with. Churches in the urban core to begin to really make a, a huge impact. And um, God has proven himself and given us this model and, Amen. and blessing it profoundly.
1: You said something to me before we uh, came on the program a question that, that you asked God. You remember what that question was?
2: Whose life is this? The constant question between Pastor Lloyd and I. I look at him and think, who does this happen to? Whose life is this? <laughs> we're always standing astounded, and doors opened, and just ways made provision. And we want to be the kind of Christians that when God answers a prayer, opens the door, we're going to walk through that door and Amen. not miss an opportunity to saturate the gospel.
1: So, what would you say based on that question and what's happened in your life in Southside Community Center? What would you say to people listening?
2: Holiness is the gospel. We can't separate justice, love, compassion from the gospel because it's who God is. And when we're doing it in its fullness, you can't help deliver people, deliver people. The power of the Holy Spirit and the message of the the holiness message of the Church of the Nazarene is why I believe that God wouldn't let me go. And they will know me as a Nazarene. This is where he is able to move freely and we are seeking to recognize his supernatural move because we can't do this by ourselves not by our intellect not by our strength not by our might but by his spirit so your relationship and your spiritual formation your identity when you come to Southside the first thing we do is train you through the evergreen the you have to do the who am i module i need to know that i know that i know That you know that I know that you know (laughs) who you are and whose you are, because that's the first thing the enemy is going to come after. And I can't afford to spend my time. It's not ethical, but I really can't afford my time trying to put together Christians who are falling apart on the battlefield when we're here to serve. We can't be bleeding on the ones we're here to serve. So this is the most foundational piece. I tell people all the time, the most important classes I took at Nazarene Bible College or at my master's at Olivet was the spiritual formation classes. I don't like to see the enemy take my brothers and sisters out. Yeah. We have to understand what the enemy's trying to do by the way he's trying to do it. We can't give him any power. God has given us some principles and we got to train ourselves like military train ourselves to plan, execute and execute the plan. This is not a game. The enemy is not scared of you. We don't have to be afraid of him either because we serve a mighty God who is greater. And when we start to operate like that and have that mindset, there's nothing we can't do.
1: I would like to pray for you and for um, Southside Community Center and for our listeners, because I believe God wants to repeat, not this story, but the miracle of, of capturing a life and energy and capturing a heart and then turning that out to the community to love with the love of Jesus. So let me pray for you. Father in heaven, I thank you today for uh, Pastor Irene Wembley. I thank you for the call of God, the life of God. I thank you for the will of God that, that uh, is working out the kingdom of God through her. I pray for her for strength and wisdom for effectiveness and power through the Holy Spirit. I pray for Trinity and Lyric, her precious daughters. Lord, I remember when they were just so tiny, but now they're in college. God, wrap your arm around them and God protect them. Bless the work there at Southside Community Center. Bless the uh, people that they minister to and those that they minister with. May they become what you want them to be um, in the battlefield of life. And yes. so God, we thank you. Continue, Lord, to bless That's Irene and, and her pray. ministry. I pray in Jesus name. Amen. Jesus
2: name.
1: Amen. All right. Well, Irene, before we go, I want you to uh, to tell us how our folks can uh, maybe contact you, get involved, or help you. A lot of people that'll be listening aren't from Peoria, but maybe they right. can, maybe they can get. Get some ideas on your website. What do you, what do they need to do? Yes.
2: They can go to www.southside-cc.com. Southside spelled out, hyphen cc dot com for compassionate ministry center community center rather and you can just click on get involved you can um, help by getting on the prayer force and praying for us you'll get um, regular updates on uh, our prayer needs Uh, we pray at 6 a.m every wednesday morning and on the river uh, we pray every sunday morning so you'll get those lists to join us in prayer and that's prayer is the work Amen. That's why I believe that God is, is blessing us. Prayer is the work, but you can give, help us meet our goals to meet the needs of the South side. And if you want to do this work, Pastor Irene will come and we, I will help train your and equip your team to reach the South side in your community. That's how okay. you can join us.
1: So that's it for today's casual conversation by Momentum Ministries. Thank you, Irene, for being on with us.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. This has been such a blessing, full circle. Amen. And thank you,
1: all of our listeners, for joining us today. God bless you. I pray that you have a wonderful day.
0: Thanks for listening in on Casual Conversations, brought to you by Momentum Ministries. Visit our website at MomentumMinistries.org. That's Momentum Ministries, with two Ms in the middle, dot O-R-G. God bless you, and have a great day.